I more wanted to study the other side of media. So I'd done my degree in media, behind the scenes, camera work and video and sound. So um, you've written, I've got one of your books here, actually. I've got Decisions Determine Destiny. Um, yes. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Because I noticed on the back you've written that it can be used for GCSE drama and like English classes, PSHE and stuff like that. Yes, this was my, in fact, this was my first book that I actually published, but it was the second book that I actually started writing. I started writing The Power of Words first, but I actually published this one first. Um, it's a collection of stories, because like I said, I always um, loved writing, always had a passion reading and writing. I loved writing. Maths was never my strong point. I was always the person that loved reading and writing. And I used to just write stories, collection of stories. And uh, I decided to gear them towards young people because my heartbeat's always been towards young people because I see the plight that they face and so many obstacles and challenges. And even as myself as a young person faced, and it was a collection of stories that I'd put together and wanted to, um, how can I say, get it out there in a way where it can get into schools. I, the curriculum may change now because this was in 2010 that I actually um, purchased, um, put this out. And it's been used in a lot of schools back then. It was used in youth groups, um, drama groups, just really getting young people to see the power of their decisions. So they'd act them out, they'd put them together, they'd change the ends. Um, my friend who's a teacher and he works in a people referral unit um, and he said his job is very challenging, <laughs> let's put it politely, and he's used it many times just to get young people to engage and he's found that even the most stubborn and the most um, hard-headed and the most um, hardened child has wanted to engage because some of the stories they can relate to because I like to write stories where people can actually identify with things that they've gone through. That um, makes me think of another book you've written as well. So you've written 26 Keys to Successfully Raising Your Teenager. What are uh, some of those keys? <laughs> Can you tell us a bit more about that? Oh, I knew you was going to go there. I knew you was going to go there. And my children are like, I've got a 19-year-old and I've got a 15-year-old that's going to leave school soon. And I've got an 8-year-old. Yep, it's a big gap. Um, someone, I wrote that book, ooh... <laughs> 2013, 2013. That was a series of books called the Success Series. So there's um, Power of um, sex, Successful Life, 30 Keys to Successful Life, 27 Keys to a Successful Marriage, um, 26 Keys to Raising Your Teenagers Successfully. And um, one of the main keys, uh, I can give you quite a few, but I'd like to give you one of the main keys. And it's one that um, a lot of us as parents need to take away is listening. Sometimes we don't listen to our children. And um, even silence has a voice. So even when our children are remaining silent, they're actually saying something. Listening is a number one key that married parents fail to exercise because the more you listen to your child, the more you're going to know what's going on in their life. And looking back as a teenager and teenagers now, you always got so many things going on in your life. And what was the advent of social media and even in the time that we're going through this lockdown and pandemic and so much news, I mean, this is... a a generation that's it's like a sponge. It sponges off all the news and information that is already available to them. So we need to know what our young people are facing, what our young people are feeling, and what you are thinking, because how you think will affect your feelings. So listening is a key, number one key for any parent. And I'd also say encouragement. Encouragement. Children need encouraging. 
on that on that note, then what do you want the teenagers that are listening to take away from this interview at the end of everything? At the end of everything, my my main desire for any teenager and any young person I speak to is to one not give up, go after your dreams. Despite any setback you may face, and nothing can stop you. I don't care what you face, you are capable of doing anything and completing everything. You cannot be stopped. The only limitations that you can set are the ones you set. Not what other people set, but what you set for yourself. If you say you cannot do it, you won't. But if you say I can do it, you will. So my my main job and my main aim in any interview is to motivate and encourage you to go on and live your dream because you can do it regardless of your race, your caste, who you are, man, woman, I, I don't care who you are, you can do it. Would you say there's been a particular person or an event that's been most influential to you in the path you've chosen? That's a good question. Particular person. There's been a series of people along the way, and you'll find um, as you grow, there'll be a series of people that you can say had an impact in some way in your life. Now, I didn't grow up with a father. And that had an impact on me as a young person. Some people will say it could be negative or positive, depending on who you are. Now, I was the kind of person as a teenager <clears throat> in not having a father. I, as, as a young man, I used to say, when I get older, I'm not going to repeat the cycle. So it had a positive effect on me on how I would turn out in regards to say, okay, that happened to me as a child, but I'm not going to let it repeat the cycle. So I am a married man, I have three children, and I like to think I'm a good father, but um, uh, any parent needs to ask their children that, and you can't say that for yourself. But along the way, I would say, um, as a young man, um, I, I like to think about people. There's always been a good teacher. There was my head of year. Um, and I'll say this about teaching. Um, when I was in school, uh, we used to, oh yeah, we used to hate him. He was like, he was always on our case. He was like, oh, this guy is always on our case. But when I left school, I got to realize that he, the way he taught, the way he spoke of us, why he punished us was for our good. And I left school and I only got to respect him when I left school. And looking back, I can see I have so much respect for that man because um, I can see why he taught the way he taught, where he spoke the way he spoke, and the way he would punish us if we needed punishing, um, give us detention, because he really wanted the best for us. But obviously, when you're in school, you don't realize that. Um, so my head of year was very influential. Um, popular speakers as a young man, Martin Luther King was very influential for me. Mandela Markham X, um, as a young man growing up, people that have overcome struggles, to get to where they are have always been influential for me. Um, I grew up in South London, a very rough part of South London called Battersea. And I saw a lot of things that I shouldn't have seen. I saw a lot of people go take the wrong route and make the wrong decision. Hence why my book is called Decisions Determine Destiny, because you determine your destiny. And yeah. depending on who you're with or who you're allowed to influence you can de will depend on where you end up. So there's a collection of people uh, that I would say along my road has influenced me to become the man I am today. Would you say there's been like a, what do you think has helped you the most along the way? Even when things are rough, what kept you going? Um, it would be my faith, first and foremost, my faith. 
has kept me the most. That's the number one thing for me that would keep me is my faith. Um, also, the people around you. And as young people, it's important to have good people around you, right people around you, people that encourage you, people who motivate you. When you're down to lift you up, when you're sad to make you happy, it's important to have the right friends around you that can say, hey, when you feel like you cannot go on, say, hey, you can go on, you can make it. Um, and I think your company has a lot to do with who you are. There's an old saying um, that grandmas used to say, people older than me, <laughs> they used to say, um, show me your company and I'll tell you who you are. And that is so important. So I think when I've been going through or when you do go through, it's important to have the right friends around you, like-minded people. And I can see you have like-minded people around you, people with a passion. So if you've got a collection of girls like yourself who have a passion to succeed, a passion to impact your generation and a passion to make a difference, when you all think the same way, you're going to bounce off one another. And before you know it, you've got a team of people that are unstoppable. Um, a lot of my um, followers have actually asked as well, like, how do you remove yourself from a situation if you, you've got, like, bad people or bad influences in, in your life? How do you um, get away from that situation? Now, I've had this conversation with my, um, my children. I always try to grow up in a way where you've got to discern or you've got to know who you're around. Um, and now I tell people, you know who people are by what comes out of, your, out of their mouth how they act and how they behave. Now, if you find that there are people that are constantly negative and constantly wanting to do things that are wrong, illegal and unlawful, you need to separate yourself from that company. I know that in the age of um, social media where everybody wants to be accepted and everybody wants to be perceived as being beautiful or handsome or successful or having money or want people to like them, you've got to protect yourself in a way where if there are people that are going to ultimately destroy you or when I say destroy you or lead you down a path that you don't want to go or take you somewhere where you shouldn't go you have to be mature enough to sometimes gently take yourself away from people that you know that are not good for you now I don't underestimate teenagers because um, I remember I was young myself and I say to certain adults some of these teenagers are smarter than you think well a lot of them are smarter than you yeah. think if you speak to some adults they're like how do you how do you work TikTok? Where are you going to go Go to teenager? They'll tell you. So, um, so teen, you, you are smart enough to really know that um, sometimes we can see when people, and sometimes the heart that I have, or when I was a young person, when people are going the wrong way, I'm the, I was always the kind of person to try and pull them the right way and say, hey, you're going the wrong way. Hey, what you're doing is wrong. How you're acting is wrong. It, you so I was always the kind of person to try to pull them the right way if they're going the wrong way. Now, if they're wise and they'll listen and they accept what I'm saying, well, most of the time they did, then we can learn to get along. And most of the time, I mean, because I'm a strong character and people will know if you're talking the truth and they'll know when you're trying to encourage them to do what's right and that'll be a good friend. So I'd really, they'd listen. But if there are people that are hell-bent on doing the wrong thing, it's not much you can do, I'm afraid, except encourage them and tell them to do the right thing. But make sure you stay around people you know that are doing, going the way you want to go, in the direction you want to go. Um, last question about one of your books, actually. Um, mm. In your 30 Keys to a Successful Life, what would you say in terms of going where we want to go, achieving our dreams and stuff, what, what would you say the biggest key is? 
The biggest key in the 30 keys to success, there's so many, but I would say the biggest key is following your dreams. Following your dreams. That is so important. I mean, there are so many people that um, start off with a dream, but because of what people have said or the influence that other people may have or because of what they've heard, they now begin to um, say, oh, doubt what they could have done and choose another path merely because they listen to the wrong voice. But following your dreams is the biggest, biggest key and staying focused on it. I'd say those are the, your, your dreams and staying focused because there are so many distractions out there. So especially for young people, so many distractions out there that can distract you from going after what's in your heart and what you really want to achieve. But following your dreams and staying focused on that which you determined to do, that is, those are the biggest keys for me. Hey guys, it's me. Just a quick little musical interval sung by at Danny underscore musical. Before we jump into the interview, we'll be joined by the rest of the lab table. We're Gen Z and we want change. Viewpoints while we've got a range and we're not too young. We know what we're talking about. We're not gonna be quiet. We'll be loud. Hi, I'm Abby. Hi, I'm Beth. Hi, I'm Emma. Hi, I'm Isla. And you're listening to The Loud Table. Yay! Yay! Okay, I think now is a really good time then for everyone else to unmute themselves because I know we've got a lot of questions that people want to <laughs> ask and know a bit more about you. So if you guys want to unmute, um, would you like to ask Kevin any questions? So how do you like stay motivated when like the going gets tough like especially if we think about like, lockdown for example it could be hard to like keep your eye focused on stuff and it could be hard to like stay motivated when things get hard and like there are less obstacles in your way so how sort of do you stay motivated what are some tips you would give how do i stay motivated that is a good question for me because we all get to those points where we just want to oh i can't be bothered today i can't be um, I listened to a speaker one day and it's about, again, it comes back to who you're listening to. And um, there are people that I listen to, speakers that I listen to that really motivate me to get that get up and go like, yes, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to do this. And I had my first book on myself. I think it was my second, my first book that I was writing and I was halfway there and I got down to a low point where I was like, oh, this is taking too long. I guess sometimes we just want to do things now, now, now and finish it now. And I listened to this speaker and he spoke on um, developing the spirit of a finisher. In other words, whatever you start, you've got to determine to finish it. And it was just this conference that he had and he spoke about just finishing what you start, developing. And I have, I took that one, uh, that conference that he spoke at and I actually adopted it, adapted it to every area of my life. So now when I start something, I have the motivation to finish it. I have to stay focused to finish it. What I would say is looking always in regards to motivation, be careful who you hear. So stay sick of people that are going to motivate you. Motivate you. There's some people that motivate you. Some people are going to demotivate you. And also um, having that mind to finish what you started. Always see the end in goal, the end in mind. So when I look at the book, I don't just look at what I'm writing. I actually see the end 
in mind. I see the cover. I see it on the bookshelf. I see it on Amazon. I see the page. So I've already seen the end in mind. So when you see the end in mind, that gives you that push to keep going forward. And I believe that there are some writers on this forum, even now, and even people listening that want to write. And you can write, and you will write your book, and you will hold it in your hand. And you'll invite me to your book launch. <laughs> okay. Um, what would you say to like, your teenager self after writing your book, like looking back on your time as like a teenager? What would you what would you say to yourself from like your position now? I love that question. <laughs> <laughs> what would I say? I would say a lot to myself. <laughs> I would I would say number one, stop procrastinating. Do it now. <laughs> stop being lazy. Stop partying and stay focused. I really would. I, I, I'd, I'd have a lot to say to my younger self. I'd say, because I've always had a passion to do things, but when I was a teenager, um, I saw more of a passion that I had when I was in school. Because whereas everybody were like, most boys, they want to do football and they want to do sports. And I, I love sports. I love basketball. But my passion was drama. So I was the one that said to my mom, mom, I need to sign up to this drama school because there was a number of, there's free, um, there's a, a Conte, a Italia Conte. And there's some, there's some very big drama schools that uh, a lot of TV people went. And I said, I chose Anishi. And I said, mom, you need to take me here. I remember saying to her, mom, you need to take me to the drama school. I need to sign up. I had a three-year waiting list. So I actually signed up when I was about 11 or 12. And I said to my mom, take me here. It's got a three-year waiting list. I'll get in when I'm 13, 14. So when I was a child, I saw myself very focused in the 11 to 15 ages. The 16 to 20 ages, I was so lax back and very, um, what's the word I can say? Um, I had more lost focus and got carried away with the crowd. But I would say to my younger self as a teenager, stay focused. Don't procrastinate. Do it now. Um, I want to say that, um, sorry to cut you off, Emma, but I know Emma and Beth and even Abigail has aspirations of like, oh, and Ida as well, drama, writing and, and okay. um, stuff like that. Do you have any advice for them or anyone else who's listening who wants to go down the similar career path as you? And when it comes to drama, and if you have an aspiration for drama and you have an aspiration for writing, I would say, look what's available. Look what's available in regards to schools, in regards to um, colleges. Look what they offer. Um, read their curriculum. Really go through their curriculum to see because there's one, there's, there's drama, there's dance. Some, some schools will maybe um, concentrate more on dance than they do drama. Now, if you're more um, of a drama person, you say, well, that's not really for me. So see what they actually hold, what their curriculum holds, um, what they've done themselves and what they offer. Because there are some drama schools that offer the drama classes, but also offer agents, which actually offers you a, a chance to now get into TV, get into film. So I would say, look what's available, because there are a lot of um, very good drama schools out there, and there are a lot of good agents out there. So do, do your homework. And in the age of Google, um, you're not even millennials, you're Gen Z now, Gen Z, yes, it's Gen Z now. In the, in the age of so much information, there's no excuse. So do your homework, find out um, where they're at, 
what they do, okay, and where and where it could lead. That is very important. What what they do and where it could lead you to. There are so much things. So I, I would say, please, um, if you're a writer, write every day. Write every day. Some people say, come to me and say, oh, I want to write a book. I want to say, are you writing? Well, I write every now and again. And I said, no, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to be disciplined. If it's not every day and every other day, but set yourself a timetable and stick to it. If you're going to say, I'm going to write a page every day. If you write a page every day for 30 days for one month, you've already got a 30-day devotional. That's a small book. So I get people to think outside the box. And some people say, oh, writing a book is so hard. It depends what type of book you want to write. Now, if you're going to write a devotional, if you set yourself to write one page every day for 30 days, now you have a 30-day devotional, which you can now publish. So think outside the box, but learn to discipline yourself. And it's easy to discipline yourself when you're writing something that you enjoy writing about. When you... um, when it's something you don't want to do, then it's like, mm, then it becomes difficult. But if you're writing about something that you're passionate about, it becomes easy. Emma, you had a question? Would you like to ask it? Oh, yeah. Um, so what do you do when, like, how do you keep focused and like keep going when everything seems to be going against you? So like if um, people are telling you, oh, you can't do it, or if there are like loads of barriers in your way, so if you want to, I'm going to use drama again, if you want to get into like acting, then obviously that's really competitive. Or if like as um, a male trying to go into theatre, for example, you might get like a lot of stereotypes against you. And So how do you sort of keep going when everything seems against you? When everything is against you, I'll, I'll use a very good example. I'm glad you asked that because you're bringing back um, things to my memory. Um, it, sometimes it's hard to stay focused when everybody else is saying something else. One, you've got to sometimes cut out the voices that are trying to deter you from going forward. That's very important. Um, sometimes the voices can be very close. Um, I mean, I had people saying, oh, why are you going down that way? I was a very stubborn child. When I say stubborn, stubborn because I, I, know, I know what I wanted and I wasn't going to let anybody stop me. Now, when I left university, after I'd done my degree in media, I sent out letters to every single media company in London. And I mean every single media company. I have a batch of letters. I don't know if you can see. Um, if you, no, it's not going to be able to see. But I've got a, a, a thick batch of letters, maybe two, two three centimetres thick, if you put them all together, of rejection letters. Um, thank you for your application, but unfortunately, unfortunately, thank you, unfortunately, but it didn't stop me because there was something in me that knew this is what I wanted to do. This is what I wanted to go into. And all I was doing, I was applying for running jobs. And now a runner is someone that gets the teas and the, and the milks and the biscuits for the actors and the performers. And, and that's all I was applying for. But I mean, I did not stop until I got my first break at London Studios um, as a runner. And I worked on so many productions and it was fun. It was fun, but I didn't let it stop me. And it takes a special kind of person. And I believe those listening are special kind of people to say, despite the setback, I'm going to keep going. And there's going to, someone is going to say, yes, a door will open. Just say, just look at it like this. When it seems like doors are closing all around you, just always tell yourself that's not the right door, but the right door will open. 
And if it seems like sometimes you getting discouraged by what people are saying, sometimes you may need to just find your space. Sometimes I go for walks, um, clear my head. Sometimes I put on just music. I, I sometimes I escape. You teenagers love to escape to your room. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can get your escape time. But it, 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 it is good because if you can get that space where you can escape from the noise, because the, when things come to discourage you and discouragement usually puts a stop on your life because that's what discouragement comes. It comes to stop you from going forward. But if you can learn to motivate yourself, pick yourself up and say, nope, okay, maybe you're going to read something that you know inspires you, or you're going to listen to something that inspires you. You're going to put on a podcast like loud that inspires you. <laughs> you're, going to do, you're going to do something that inspires But do you understand what I'm saying? You're going to do something that's going to inspire you, that's going to lift you up and get you back on track and say, yep, I'm back. And I will not be discouraged by anyone or anything. Okay, oh, we have wow. um, 10 minutes left. So do you, um, anyone else got any more questions? Um, well, I think everything that I could have asked has kind of been answered. So I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abby, you go. Oh, thank you, Isla. Well, no, I just wanted to ask because um, for like, you know, because like choosing A-level options and everything, you don't, you, like I didn't know what to do and everything. Um, and because I originally thought, because I, I wanted to do kind of like stuff in law and become a lawyer or do criminology and stuff like that. Um, and then, but then I started, then I just was like, oh no, I'm really interested in film and I want to be a film director. And it was, it was a real struggle trying to decide whether if um, I had, if I had the potential to do a lot more good for the world, like doing criminology or becoming a detective and everything, or if I should follow like what I'm passionate about and uh, you know, and um, which is film and becoming a film director. And I know that if I really want to, I can, you know, do good with that as well. But I, it was just, I don't know. I, so I was just going to ask, like, what would you like? Do Do you think that there's a, that you should go for what you're passionate for and everything, or what you feel like you'd potentially be better at? It will not better at, but be more good at, if you know what I mean. Now, you've just asked a very interesting question. Now you're saying. Do I do something that I'm good at or do I do something that I'm passionate about? Now, for me, there are a lot of things that I can do that are good and that I can make a difference. If what I'm good at is also what I'm passionate about, that's the answer. That is definitely the answer. But if I'm doing something that I'm good at, but my passion lies somewhere else, then I'm always going to be wondering, there's always going to be that tug in my heart to say, but I've still got my passion. I've still got my passion. Now, for you, young lady, I would say the world is your oyster. <laughs> now, now I'm, uh, let, me be, uh, let me be real. I want to um, be real with you. You can do criminology and you can also be a filmmaker. Yeah. Now, it sounds like, oh, my God, this guy, I wasn't expecting that. But I'm trying to tell you because who says, what law book is there that says you cannot do both? You cannot get a degree. You cannot get a degree in criminology and you cannot also do studies in filmmaking. The people that do CSI and the bill 
Well, that's not on no more. Sorry, that's an old program. But all these law programs and all these crime programs, um, they needed to go to someone like a criminologist to get all their details and to get all the information about how the law works and how we solve crimes and how the criminal justice system works. They needed to go to a specialist. So if you've got a specialist already on production and this specialist, <laughs> this specialist has a degree in criminology but loves making films, it may not be about criminology, but she has the, the wisdom there with it, then who's to say you can't do both? Now, I, I'm, I like to think outside the box and I get, like to get others to think about outside the box. We are living in a time where anything is possible. And sometimes people say, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, the man that said, I want to go to the moon must have looked like a real fool back in the <laughs> 50s, 60s. But in 1960, oh, sorry, I'm testing my knowledge now. But in the 60s, <laughs> a, a man went to the moon. And whoever called him silly then is not calling him silly now. And now they're looking to go to Mars. Nobody is calling the Mars mission foolish because they know if they accomplish one dream, then they can accomplish another. There was your oyster. Isla, do you want to ask your question now? We've got five minutes, I think, so... And so my last question was, um, what encouraged you to write your book about success and the the thirty keys, the thirty key steps to success? And what encouraged you to write it? The most important thing that encouraged me with the success series is that I saw so many people in jobs um, and doing things, and had given up on their dreams. Now I tell people. Each person's definition of success is different. Now, there's somebody, there's somebody who has a deficient, their definition of success is um, being happily married and having their children, having a happy home. There is somebody's definition of success that they want to be a lawyer and a successful lawyer, or somebody wants to be uh, run their own plumbing business, or they want to be an electrician. Now, I'm trying to get people to understand because your definition of success or where you want to go doesn't meet mine there are also keys to get to where you need to go. So if you want to be a successful lawyer or you want to go into government, you're still going to need the keys needed to be focused, to be determined, to be disciplined. All those keys are going to be needed. So I just really wanted to encourage people to live their dream and to do what they were born for because everybody has a purpose. Your eyes see, your nose smell, your mouth speaks, your hands feel. Every single part of you has a purpose. That means you were born for a purpose. And I always want to remind young people that, or I want to remind everybody that, that you have a purpose and you will fulfill it. Um, well, very quickly to summarise then, what now, asking you again at the end of the interview, what do you want people to take away from listening to this? From listening to this, live your dream and don't let no one tell you you cannot do it because you can do all things when you put your mind to it. I don't care how it looks or how long it takes. Um, we live in a time where some people can go to university or you can now do apprenticeships, which is where you work for three years and you become qualified. Now, there are so many roles that you can take to um, live the dream that you want or go into the career that you desire. Now, I'd say you look at the path, the chosen path, look at the end result. You see, the path is, is short. Some people say, oh, my God, three years, I want to study for three years. Mm. Well, three years will fly around because, I mean, you guys, are you in sixth form now? or? Yeah. yeah. How quickly did school go? It went really quickly. <laughs> 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 
mm-hmm. went really quickly. So don't look at the time, look at the end result. Don't let anybody tell you you cannot do it. If you want to be a filmmaker, you can and you will be a successful filmmaker. If you want to go into drama, go into drama. If you want to write, put pen to paper. There is nothing you cannot do. Even what you're doing now at a young age with this radio program, this broadcast, you're doing amazing things. You're doing things that some adults want to do and they feel that they can't do it. But you're showing some adults that you can do it if you have the right equipment and you have a desire and the right team around you. So live your dream and go for it and don't let nobody stop you because you will make it and you will succeed. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Very inspiring. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was really nice. Thank you. Very inspiring. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Lots of takeaways. Very good. Great. Anytime you need me, I'm here for you. You nearly started crying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you enjoyed it. You guys can do it. I'm so proud of what you're doing here. It is amazing. I listened to the broadcast before and I told my daughter and I said, wow, you're doing a great job and it's going to get bigger. So well done. Keep going. Okay. Don't forget me when you guys get like global, okay? (laughs) (laughs) How are you guys feeling now? Right, my name at the moment, just to clarify, my name at the moment on um, the Zoom call is the girl who's going to follow her dreams. All caps. I feel all caps. It's the girl who's going to follow her dreams. I feel so inspired. I can do it. feel like you can take on the world. Yeah. I've been, my aspirations, I've kind of been like what I'm passionate about. I've been like on and off with for quite a while. Sometimes I find it really difficult to pick up motivation. But after listening to all of that, I just want to do everything all at once. Yeah. The thing is, I've I've sort of like, I've always known what I wanted to do and how I'm going to get there. But I sort of felt like, because I have sometimes been worried about like obstacles and it kind of made me feel like if I put my mind to stuff, I can do it. Like there are going to be obstacles in your way. But like he was saying about, when he's like applying to all these different places, like even if um, I don't get it first time, if I'm passionate enough about it and I keep persevering, I keep applying, 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 then I can achieve my goals if I, ow, if I work hard enough. <laughs> and I hit my hand against the table. No, oh, yeah. No. I mean, this episode, I was going to have us, you know, talk about people we find inspirational or whatever and looking at that I I was like getting more and more uncertain about it because I feel like sometimes we see a lot of success stories and stuff like that and like we look at people like Greta Thunberg and we look at the impact they've made and it sometimes can have like the reverse effect on us rather than inspiring us it just makes us feel like we can't actually achieve so I think having that interview was very good and looking at what we can look for within ourselves in order to get where we want to go yeah sorry Emma um we have a lot of um issues like moving away from negative scenarios or things that can prevent us from achieving our dreams but we don't really stop to think about our own limitations that we're putting on ourselves so I think that was definitely good and eye-opening if you look at people like Greta Thunberg and like a lot of people they started at a young age and you just look at yourself and you think I am not I haven't even started yet yeah, yeah I'm not even on the path the internet about that where people are saying well look what this person has achieved and then I'm so, and then I'm on the same way like look Mozart composed his first piece at two years old and I'm sitting there like <laughs> but then <laughs> listening to him it was like he was inspired when he was younger but then he didn't really 
he didn't really pursue his dreams until he was older and he had like this gap when he was a teenager <laughs> and it just sort of you know it just seemed like he was just an ordinary person like you and I but yet he still managed to follow his dreams and then it seemed like um it's never too late yeah he also spoke like, yeah. like, it's never too late to give up no it's never too late to persevere but it's always too early to give up yeah Boom. what were you saying Abby um, I was going to say, like, you mentioned time as well um, about, you know, people thinking like, oh, am I um, am I going to waste time doing this or stuff like that? And it was like he kind of thought off like, well, no, if you're doing what you want to do and everything, then you're going to enjoy it, whatever happens. And I think that that's something that like, because as um, as like, you know, teenagers and everything in school, we, we're forced to make a lot of difficult decisions very early on, like literally about we want, what we want to do for the rest of our lives yeah. and everything. But he made it seem like it's possible for you to do like if you don't enjoy it you can do something else and everything and I think that's something that you know we need to you know that we need to hear and everything and it yeah. was really nice hearing it from someone who who's been for, who, who you know who's been for it and he sounded like he's actually genuinely been for it and wants us you know wants to help us as a yeah. generation yeah, he was yeah, being been... quite oh, sorry Beth you go they even go fast I'm talking a lot <laughs> Because um, talking about like schools and like the pressure and all that, like we, I go to a school and like with Isla and Emma, well not Emma, but with Isla, that um, they always like put all the pressure on us all the time. Like you have to make a decision like where you need to be in two years and things like that. And I think that can be quite difficult for people to manage sometimes. So I think hearing it from that perspective was really, really good. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Someone had asked me as well, like, um, how do you prepare for a career that might not even exist yet? And I think that's a problem that our generation will have a lot of. We're doing things, preparing for jobs and stuff that were jobs that exist now. They might still exist in the future, but there might be more options for us. So I think what we need to really do is focus on our passions and our dreams and building on things that not only that we're good at, that we enjoy. Because in the future, even if the possibilities might not exist now, they can exist then. And yeah. like I said last episode, if they don't exist yet, make it for yourself. Yeah. What I liked about him, though, is you get like a lot of speakers and they say all this stuff, but you think you just sit there and you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, sure, great for you, but... Like, that's not going to happen. But the way he was speaking, he was speaking on a realistic term. Mm. I was being very realistic with what he was saying. And it just made me think, like, I don't know how to describe it. For maybe... I know what you mean. Like how, yeah. um, for example, with his rejections, he said, you know, he's got a stack of rejection letters two to three centimetres high. Like, a lot of people we'll say like, oh, just apply to loads of places and you'll get it. But we don't prepare ourselves for the for the amount of rejection that you might have to assume. Mm. Often see the amount of hardships that people who have reached success have to go through before they find their um, success. He was he was very realistic. Sometimes you have a speaker that like the life is life is life can suck, but it'll get better. He was very realistic. He was like, look, I have come from this I think Abby you were saying he has come from this but now he is this and that's like that realistic like yeah actually no you're right you can come from a place of hardship but you can still emerge with it being successful and doing what you yeah. want to do and also I felt like he, he, he spoke to us like 16 year olds like 16 mm. 17 year olds he spoke to us on a really mature like I know you're at this age now and I know there's stuff out there and you you are going to face challenges but 
he, he didn't speak to us like we were little children going you can follow whatever you want to do with your life he treated us like adults yeah he was very realistic in the way he spoke to us as well which I, I, I found very admirable hmm And that is all for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed. Next episode, I'm planning on doing an episode about disabilities and neurodiversity and we'll be talking to some people who themselves are neurodivergent or have a disability. What I would love to do is share some of your own experiences and stories. So if you want to share a story or experience either about yourself or someone very close to you, message me on any of the social media handles in the description or make a post on any of these platforms captioned with hashtag loud Ali A4 and also tag me to make sure that I see it. Remember, if you like what you hear, follow me on your podcast streaming service to be alerted whenever I upload a new episode. This podcast will be running every other Sunday and will be available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. But that's it for today. It's been Ali A. Enjoy the rest of your day and I will see you, I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> it's my episode. Welcome to the loud table ASMR. This episode is all about Christmas. <laughs> that took a very weird turn. That's going to haunt me for ages now. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Oh! 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 Oh